Welcome back to the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. No Canadians were harmed in the making of this episode. Well, let's not be hasty. Yeah, there's still time. <laughs> Better not be harming Canadians. No, we got a long way to go. That's true. All right. Uh, so we are still in Gallowspire, uh, in the uh, the jungle-fied patent pending. Oh, what's the name of the city? Adirak. Adirak. Um, and you guys just killed a grave knight. Uh, pretty big deal of a grave knight, too. Gustari Fallenstag. Uh, and you did it properly. Uh, you took her down and you disintegrated her armor. Uh, and then our genus was, uh, given a little, just a little show that, uh, I'm sure he found hilarious and, uh, he's just going to keep it to himself. Yeah. Uh, our genus is on the ground writhing. No, no. <laughs> they can't. They can't keep on doing that. No. Our genus. Elsie uh, cautiously approaches our genus. Our genus. What's what's the matter? Tiablo takes a step back, like he's like <laughs> contagious. For sure, dude. Three <laughs> steps back. <laughs> Geb. <laughs> Geb. <laughs> Geb, Geb made her fight infinitely her trusted mount. <laughs> I, who? Uh, made who fight? Gustari. It wasn't her fault. It wasn't her fault. Did, did, did you see something? I saw everything. Everything. Geb, Geb will pay. He will pay. <laughs> yes, yes, he will. Um, Teolith is going Oops. to uh, like fish around in his pack for a second and pull out like a like a, a like a little notepad and a, a pen. Be like, tell me everything that you just saw. Elsie shoots a look back at Teolith and she she says, "He's distraught right now, Teolith. Give him a minute." Memory degrades over time. I need this while it's fresh. What did you see? Elsie <laughs> looks back at Arginus, but doesn't say anything. <laughs> I'll give you everything. And uh, he'll he'll uh, go. Uh, he'll he'll try to babble out uh, like the specifics, but uh, you could clearly see that Arginus is distraught. Um, yeah, Tiblet doesn't care so much. Uh, so you would have to read between the lines of like the laughter and just uh the absolute insanity um uh uh our if you got our genus and tia uh once our genus gives you some some hot deets uh you can give me a knowledge geography check i do not have geography well, I right got it. Okay. I guess anybody who's got it. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, well, before they say that, um, Gustari had a, uh, a short bow. Did she also have arrows on her? She did have arrows. Uh, sorry, I skipped over those. Uh, she had 40 arrows. Okay, I am claiming those. Thank you very much. Uh... Okay. Our genus got a 21 with a natural okay. 20. Nice. Uh, Uchid? Uh, 13. 
All right. Uh, our genus, you didn't get a great look at it, uh, but you were able to see uh, a, a bit of the city that this all was taking place in uh, through the uh, through the gaps in the wall in that chamber that uh, Gustari was fighting in. And you're pretty sure uh, you got a decent look at uh, the city of Mechatar, which is the capital city of the nation of Geb. Uh, you know it is a coastal city. Uh, interestingly, uh, Geb is not like a hostile nation uh, to the living. In fact, Geb is like a bit of a breadbasket, and they actually... They grow crops and, like, send food to other nations. Uh, and they make huge profit off of it because they don't need to eat any of it. Yeah, they have, like, uh, zombies working as, like, plantation workers to just grow a bunch of food that they export to other places. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which actually uh, is the backdrop of the Bloodlords AP that is, like, currently coming out for second edition. Oh, holy shit, really? They're doing a Geb AP? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. There's a really cool class in there that if we ever ran that, or not like class, but like, uh, well, maybe it is a class I have to check with. Archetype? Yeah, I think it's an archetype where they basically, um, it's like a necromancer, but like they just view zombies as like tools, essentially. Mm -hmm. Not like inherently evil. They're just like, why wouldn't I use this corpse that's, you know, providing nothing? To do dangerous yeah. labor that I don't have to risk a living person for. Yeah, or mundane labor. Like, yeah. whoever's corpse that was, they don't need it anymore, and it's providing no benefit. <laughs> nice. I've always, like, the the setting, the rule system, is built around the idea that, like, necromancy and, like, reanimating corpses is evil. Like, it is evil magic, not just even on, like, a morality standpoint. Right. But I always thought that it was like if you put uh, raising the dead next to uh, like a dominate person spell, I feel like the latter is more evil because you're taking control of a living person as opposed to just animating some bones. Right. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so Uhtred, you know that, or sorry, our genus. Uh, you know all that about Mechatar. Uh, it is uh, a coastal city, and it uses uh, its very large port to uh, export uh, its uh, foodstuffs. I relay that to the uh, to the group. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know how long ago this was, but it looked like Mechatar. Well, given. When Gustari and her fellows were were sent to infiltrate Geb, this had to have been what, 850 years ago, give or take. You don't suppose uh, Geb is working with the Whispering Tyrant, do you? I mean, this woman Gustari, she just said that she was looking for, uh, and she like kind of like shifty eyes. Uh, um, I, I think she said her name was, uh, like Barazni or something. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention, but, um, she didn't say anything about the whispering tyrant, but I don't know. It's, is, am I, am I being, am I being racist? Tealith got a 19 sense motive to notice, uh, Elsie acting fishy. (laughs) All right. Uh, hold on. 
Alexi's bluff is fucking tight. <laughs> Alexi got a natural 20 on her bluff. Fuck yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, maybe uh, Uhtred is looking at Alexi going like, Alexi, fucking be cool. Be cool. <laughs> uh, luckily, uh, Tia Blith did not pick up on, on the awkwardness. Yeah. It's like, so, all right. Well, so nothing about that seemed off to me, but next, uh, Tia just goes, uh, it, if I had to make a guess, I'd say, uh, Older Razni has gone walkabout and Geb's trying to track her down and, uh, <laughs> mistakenly must've done a scrying spell on her. That's probably what we saw back in the woods there. They were, <laughs> they probably did a scry on a Razni and found her lungs Thought she must have been with us, idiots. Oh, yes, that, yes, that that must have been it, uh, Tia Blith. I think you've uh, solved it. Um, well, I, I hope that's all she was doing here. I would hate to think of uh, what an alliance like that would mean. Yeah, Geb never struck me as one that likes to play well with others. But on an actual serious note, if we're <laughs> If I'm going to keep carrying these lungs around, we might have to deal with more of those Grave Knights going forward. Yeah, well, I guess we'll just have to be ready for anything like that. If it if it comes, there's not much that we can do about it in the meantime. Fair enough. Well, we still got to get to the center of this city and figure out what the hell we're doing here, right? Indeed. Uh, Elsie, uh... Steals one more glance at the the pile of ash that used to be Gustari's breastplate. Well, I suppose we should get going. All right. Uh, I think we already did uh, survival checks earlier today, so we'll just keep going off of those. So you guys are able to avoid getting lost, but uh, as stated before, it is extremely slow going. Uh, you are navigating a ruined city with uh, streets that crisscross, double back, dead end. Uh, but in addition to that, it is a full-on forest. Uh, so visibility sucks. Uh, navigation sucks. And it's just slow. Another day in paradise. Um, as we're traveling to... Um, I know I just got a bunch of arrows from taking them off of Gustari, but... Tealith wants to like start gathering some supplies to start making some more arrows of his own just as we're as we're traveling. I feel like the the corrupted wood here might make some some cool arrows. Not mechanically, I just feel like they make some cool arrows. Okay. Wishful thinking. Alright, uh I'd like everybody to give me perception checks. That's a thirty-eight. Thirteen for your trip. Thirteen for our genus. 22 for the man, the Randy. Hey, Oaks, you got a 20. All right, so Teoblith is definitely the first to hear it, uh, but Arginus, Randolph, and Elksy uh, would hear uh, shortly after, but uh, you guys are uh, making your way through this uh, dense uh, jungle city. Uh, it's been several hours of traveling, and Elksy is confident that she is still leading you uh, on the right path, but yeah, as I said, it's just very slow. 
talking to you both you hear you hear this loud grating sound coming from beyond uh the corner of what looks like used to be a a building on the street that you're walking on sounds like something large and like clumsy and maybe metallic making its way towards you okay well hearing that i will kind of like tell the group to hold up like hold up there's something coming this way and uh is gonna use his mind over gravity ability and like fly up to take a peek see what's coming at us like maybe up to the top of the building that the thing is coming around so that i can look down you do that you fly to the top of uh the building on the corner and uh it doesn't look like it's uh moving with any like purpose or uh like urgency but it is uh it is moving fairly quickly through the streets uh this just aggregation of weapons armor and other tools of war uh, looming like a slow avalanche of twisted iron and eldritch sparks and it's like vaguely serpentine in shape and it's just like slowly uh, undulating its way down the street you can give me a knowledge arcana check yeah say 31 all right you recognize this strange mass of metal as an abandoned armory. Uh, it is an animated mass of weapons and armor, both magic and mundane, as well as spell-imbued items of offensive utility. Moving with uncanny locomotion, these constructs scour battlefields seeking objects of war that once held special significance to previous owners who were slain in combat. Uh, Due to the faint psychic imprints of the slain combatants from which they collect these artifacts, abandoned armories make it their mission to reunite these items with their past owners or find new owners worthy of wielding their finds. You can ask me two questions about an abandoned armory. Okay. Um, well, first off, what creature type is it? It's a construct. Okay. Um, well, uh, I'd like any DR. As DR 10 which cannot be overcome by anything. Ugh. And, yeah. Uh, give me some... Any immunities? Uh, it does not have any immunities beyond the normal construct traits, which I will quickly uh, list off for you. Was that knowledge check open to anybody? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'll get to everybody else in a second, just uh, as soon as Teobleth... Uh, makes it back with his uh, reconnaissance. Uh, constructs are immune to death effects, disease, mind-affecting effects, necromancy effects, paralysis, poison, sleep, stun, and any effect that requires a fortitude save unless the effect also works on objects. Uh, They're not subject to non-lethal damage, ability damage, ability drain, fatigue, exhaustion, or energy drain. They are not at risk of death from massive damage. Okay. So it's not a golem that's immune to magic. It's just a construct. Correct. Okay. Because that was going to be my big concern. All right. So, yes, uh, Tealith will kind of fly back over the side of the building, but kind of stay up in the air a bit. And you would know that you have maybe two or three rounds before this thing rounds the corner. Okay. So, um, just kind of call it, like, not quite call down, but, you know, not trying to draw stage attention. Stage whisper down. Um, 
quick, everyone, get into buildings, hide. There's an abandoned armory coming through. We can surprise it and surround it all at once. Uh, anybody who's got it can give me knowledge arcana checks for abandoned armories. 27. Okay. Anyone else? 23. Sorry. All right. Uh, unfortunately, Randolph did not roll high enough, but Uhtred can ask one question. Give me one cool offensive thing it can do. You know about the its Tide of Metal ability. An abandoned armory can switch between its Ebb Tide and Rip Tide battle modes as a swift action. Most abandoned armories begin combat in Ebb Tide mode, and when it switches to Rip Tide mode, uh, it undergoes several changes. Its AC drops by 5, its speed increases by 30 feet, it's, it applies double its strength modifier to its slam attacks, and its critical, uh, its natural attacks threaten on uh, an 18 through 20. Uh, its reach increases to 25 feet. It gains the trip ability with its slam attacks, uh, but in exchange it loses uh, several uh, key abilities that it has in ebb tide, but you don't know what those are. So it basically has a like a tank mode and a an, an uh, assault attack mode. <laughs> mode. Yeah. Well, then in response to Tiablith, Uhtred's gonna draw his scimitar and use his sheath to keen it. Okay. And start moving towards the building. You said we had two or three rounds because if we do, there's I would definitely throw a magic mirror yourself. Yeah. Uh, How many standard uh, actions are we gonna have before we're ready to pounce on this thing? And factoring in, I'm gonna use my move action to get into one of the buildings. Yeah, I am going to roll a d6, a one, two, three. You have two rounds. A uh, four, five, six. You got three rounds. Six. You got three rounds. Okay, so I'm going to one standard action, keen with this sheath. Second standard action is going to be a magic mirrors. Third one is a shocking grass. Uh, for me, it's going to be haste, greater invisibility, and does anybody want an enlarge? I mean, I have a couple different things that I could do, but if nobody wants an enlarge. Uh, enlarge right here. One, please. Are you going to fit in the building? Oh, shit. That's my worst nightmare. Fitting through doorways. I mean, not fitting through doorways. Oh, wait. You yeah, can don't... squeeze through a doorway as large size. It just takes double movement to get through the door. No, see? No, I'm not, I'm not falling for that. <laughs> not now. I'll take it later. Maybe. Well, you're either going to take it now or you're not at all. Um, I want the bonuses, but I don't want to be as big as a doorway, so I'll pass. Alright, well then in that case, I'm gonna I'll take a rain um, check on that big uh, on the big boy. I'm gonna fly. Alright. Um, uh, can I retcon something really quick? Instead of that shocking grass, I'm gonna cast a long arm on myself. Okay. Uh, for Tiablith, I'm going to spend a focus to uh, give me my legacy weapon for Bane Construct. And I will do, yeah, I'll do a greater invisibility on myself. Oh, by the way, while, while I fly, I'm up 30 feet. Okay. Uh, so anybody who is planning on going into a building, getting through the doorway is a full round action due to the overgrowth covering the buildings. Instead of going into the building, could we like 
See how, like, I'm on the Uchard's position on the side mm-hmm. here? Yep, you can like try to corner. hide in an alley and make a stealth check, and the alley will give you a plus four cover bonus to your stealth. Okay, Uchard's going to do that. Yeah. Okay. And Teoleth is going back up on top of one of the buildings so he can both scout and, you know, shoot from a distance. Okay. Uh, Arginus, Randolph, Thalias, and Elksy, uh, you are all currently in the middle of the street. Elksy is going to uh, hide in the uh, one of the northern alleyways since she don't have thumbs. <laughs> and I know Arginus said he was invisible and flew up 30 feet. But I don't know if he wanted to get to like the side of the road anywhere or not. No. I mean, I'm also greater invisible, so I'm kind of just chilling out. Public enemy number one, menacing. So I wasn't able to get into a building with my perception, or how did that work? You need I'm to waiting spend for a you f- to tell me what you do. Oh, okay. Yeah, if, if you can get into a building, you just need to spend a full round action, like kind of busting in. All right. No, getting out. Yeah. I said. It is either way, either direction is a full round action. I bust. Oh, okay. I bust into the building directly south of me. Okay. So along comes this uh, undulating, roiling mass of armor and weapons and uh, is vaguely in the shape of a, uh, a serpent and kind of at its head, almost like w- whether it's like a, a huge coincidence or maybe like just some sort of psychic imprint of, you know, it's the people whose items made up this thing remember what basic anatomy makes up uh kind of where its head and mouth would be you see a very large wooden treasure chest uh uh kind of like reinforced with these strong metal bands and uh it's kind of like lolling open almost like an open mouth and like every once in a while like a like a silver coin or a gold coin just kind of like comes like spilling out friggin jackpot Uh, Hell yeah. And you can actually see uh, emblazoned on the front is actually uh, the emblem of the Shining Crusade. Oh, damn. So uh, this thing's chugging along and it's uh, going through the streets. At what point is this ambush going to be sprung? I mean, I don't want to speak for everyone else, but I'd assume when it gets to about here, when it's surrounded. Maybe a little bit before that. Because if it gets, well, I was thinking more like around here. Because if it gets here, it could just look over and see me. Oh, that's true. With our knowledges, are these things like, are they naturally hostile? Because I thought you said something about like, or giving them to people that it like, thinks is worthy. Uh, yeah, it's, they're, you know that they, they don't have an intelligence score. They're, they're not like consciously looking for... Uh, worthy recipients of the items that they make up. They're, it's kind of this like weird instinctual uh, thing that it does sometimes, but it's usually a safe assumption that these things are hostile. They're not going around like judging your worth for mm-hmm. if you're worthy of, of what they contain. All right, we can just... I don't want to say kill it, but I don't know if you can kill yeah. something that... They can certainly be destroyed. Yeah, uh, let's all right, remove so its this... animation. Yep. <laughs> Beat the magic uh, out of it. <laughs> what is a bit unfortunate is nobody bothered to ask about its senses. And uh, 
This thing rounds the corner and it pauses briefly. And one of the things uh, comprising of its anatomy uh, is a large ballista, just kind of like slumped on its back. <laughs> what? Uh, kind of um, excuse you? It kind of snaps to attention and it looks vaguely in Arginus's direction. And the ballista just kind of like just pivots on the spot and boom fires a bolt at our genus. When your ambush gets ambushed. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Man, it fly and visibility are like staples of Uhtred's diet. I'm so <laughs> glad I went against that. Yeah. <laughs> Whew. That is a 35 to hit. Uh, yeah, I mean, that hits. Good thing there's a building in front of you. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, fortunately, we're not using the Skull and Shackles rules for siege weapons. Um, and also, that was very close to a critical threat, but just a normal hit. Is that... Yeah, at least wait till uh, round two to kill him. Does that have a percentage of missing? Yeah, your armor. Yeah, no, it like... It does have a percent of missing. Uh, really? Uh, the your saving grace is that it does not have blind sight; it has blind sense, so it knows the square that Arginus is occupying. But Arginus still gets fifty percent concealment. Eyes are lows. Lows goes. All right, no, so dude. lows, lows you get hit or lows you get missed. Lows I get. Highs you rise. What, Tom? Uh, lows uh, miss. All right. That is a 78. No! <laughs> you did see yourself, Tom. Not the other way. You take 11 points of damage from the ballista. Oh. That could have been much worse. Oh. Everybody roll initiative. Uhtred. Uh, 19. Randolph. 15. Arginus. 14. Teobluth. 15. With a higher mod than Randolph. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay. Up first is Uhtred. Now, it's probably fair to assume it doesn't know the rest of us are here. Yeah, our genus' stank right. is on everyone. I don't know. Well, I think I'm, I'm more concerned about the fact that if it's got a ballista, it might just sit back there and fire away at our genus. Right. But man, it's so far away still. I really don't want to just double move right up in front of this thing so then it can pound on me. That's why you got mirrors. Yeah. Fuck, I don't think there's really anything else I can do right now. I'm going to, yeah, I guess I'm just going to walk up and in 10 feet away from it. That just, it feels so bad. Just be like, all right, I'm spending a whole turn to just walk and put myself in range of a baddie. Yeah, right. Yeah. You see him fire a huge ballista and you're like, you know what? Maybe I can reason with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I have a better option for this turn, so. Ending your turn there is going to provoke. Can I acrobatics? Or 15 foot reach. If you have enough uh, movement speed left to move that last five feet. What is uh, doing that? Does it have my... Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I wouldn't have enough. No, nah, I guess I gotta take it on the chin. This got even worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hope our genus appreciates what Uchard's doing for him. <laughs> That's 44 to hit. Whoa. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. Uh, well, he's got to roll against mirrors, and I have seven of them. Okay. Alright, so I'll roll a d8, and one is Uhtred. Three. So this thing crushes a mirror. Up next 
is Tia Bluff. Okay. Well, from the rooftop, um, I am going to full attack this guy. Uh, this is with haste and my Bane longbow. And I'm going to use my uh, insight on the first attack. My sudden insight on the first attack. So plus six on the first one. Deadly aimed. Shit. Uh, it's a 26 to hit. I had 26 misses. Yeah. Even flat footed minus two because they can't see me. Oh. Flat footed minus two will hit. Yeah. Yes. Way to look for bonuses, Matt. Okay. All right. So with Bane, because I know I. The problem is I don't have clustered shots yet, so DR is going to kick my ass here. Um, so the first arrow does 29, and the second arrow also does 29. Okay. So I know that's t- uh, 10 off of both of them. So it's a total of 38 after DR. All right. Uh, the second shot is a 26, which I know hits. Um which is 18 and 4 is 22 damage. And the next shot's a 25 to hit. Miss. Ooh. So I know the target number for flat-footed minus 2. <laughs> yep. And the hasted attack is a 35 to hit. That'll hit. And that is... Ooh, that's better. That's a 27 damage. Up next is Randolph. All right. Remember, this thing's got a 15-foot reach at least. All right, I got an idea. It's one of my um, best ideas. I'm going to send Thalias in, because nothing happens if he dies, right? I mean, he's been killed a couple times now. He just gets sucked back to your consciousness. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think technically he gets banished to the ethereal plane, or the astral plane, until the next day or something. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll play rock, paper, scissors with him, and he'll lose, so he's got to go in. And, uh, <laughs> There's also a chance of might not have combat reflexes too, so or anything also, to give it multiple attacks of opportunity in a round. It's also a full round action to get out of the building. Well, that's what I'm. Yeah, oh, that's right. Oh, For anyone to, to get out, or just the first person to get out? Anybody. This thing is just covered in vegetation. But doesn't the lies go through walls and shit? You know. That's true. He does face mm. through walls. Okay, uh, Thalias, uh Yes. Standard. So it's just 10 feet of movement for Thalias to get out. Oh, wow. All right, awesome. I think so. And then he'll double move. He can okay. move far. Uh, no, because this is 60 feet. So that's his hasted movement is right there. All right, close enough. He'll five foot step him next turn. And then... Wait a minute. We, we were hasted. I forgot all about that. I totally could have taken an attack because I could have gotten there in a move action. Oh, you should do it now. Alex won't mind. Well, f- finish Could yours. you? <laughs> yeah. All right. Because I wasn't in. A, I wasn't in a building. Remember, I was off to the side. Right. Isn't that the most movement? Like, didn't your full move take you to that square? Yeah, but I can hit him from that square. I have long arms. Oh, he does have long and arms. And actually, I could go five more. That's true. All right. Well, let Joe finish, and then I'll just roll an attack after he's done. All right. And I know we we got like two full rounds of uh, buffing up. But let's try to keep track of our buffs. Yep. So for my ahead, one full round, I'll get out of the building. And then for my other full round, because of haste, right? 
You don't have two full <laughs> rounds. Okay, well, how far can I go? <laughs> that far. Fuck, all right, fine. You win this round. Thank you. Salty dog. All right, Uhtred. Okay, and this attack has the shocking grass with it. Okay. That's a 37, which is a crit threat. Okay. And then a 40. 40 will confirm. Give me a caster level check versus its spell resistance. Fuck yeah. 28. 28 will pass. Nice. All right. So the slashing crit here is called a long gash. Normal damage and eight bleed, which as a construct it's immune to. Um, a successful heal check cuts the bleeding in half rather than ending it. Not relevant. Uh, the magic crit is called vulnerability. Uh, deals double damage. And if the spell does elemental damage, it's a shocking grasp, the target is now vulnerable to that element for three rounds. Interesting. Uh, I think shopping, shocking grasp is 4d6. 5d6. It maxes out at 5d6 as a first level spell. Mm-hmm. Is it chaotic by chance? I'm guessing not. It is not. Yeah. Okay, so it takes 19 slashing damage. Okay. And then the shocking grass was another 15. Well, it, it damage. doubles the. It, it was double damage, so the spell doubles too. So that's another 5d6. My bad. So it's going to take 31 from the shocking grass. Not bad. And for the and next three rounds, yeah. yeah. So it takes one and a half times damage half. from electricity, I believe. Uh, all right. Uh, so now, Utrid, I'm going to need you to give me a will save. Is Utrid going to feel the need to add Valo to this thing's collection? No. Uh, that would be a pretty cool uh, ability. But uh, Utrid, you feel uh, some like this weird lethargy uh, trying uh, attempting to take over you and you feel your your limbs uh, seize up for a second but you fight off the slow effect fast as fuck boy alright so now it is Elxie's turn uh, Elxie is also hasted so Elxie's got a 90 foot move speed Alright, when I see Elxie go in, I'm gonna whisper under my breath, Damn it, Elxie, don't be a hero! <laughs> this happens every time. It scares the Jesus out of me. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Elxie cannot charge as she had to go around the corner first, uh, but she is going to uh, power attack with that gore. Oh, a 27 to hit. That unfortunately, will not hit. And now it's Arginus' turn. Arginus will uh, cast lightning balls. That's a good idea. Oh, okay. Both of them on them. Yeah, exploit that vulnerability. This thing doesn't look too nimble. Give me a couple caster level checks. Two caster level checks. All right. I'm just going to plus 12. Uh, so 18 and 24. 18 will fail, 24 will pass. Nice. So I need to give you a reflex save. At a minus four. Natural one. Nice. Fuck yeah. Good old natural negative three. <laughs> Six points of damage. Nine and it's got points. vulnerability to electricity now? Yep. yep. For three right. rounds. 
So that takes nine points of damage. All right. And it is now the abandoned armory's turn. It's going to spend a swift action to convert to its riptide mode. And uh, this thing, like, it doesn't occupy any additional space, but it kind of, like, expands. And the, like, protective outer plates of armor that it's comprised of are kind of, like, spaced out. So there's all these gaps in the... Uh, in the uh, armor plating exposing uh, like more vulnerable areas that were uh, previously uh, concealed but in doing so it's like extremely it can like it's got what I say it was a 25 foot reach now damn okay and this thing is going to take a full attack it's gonna go for Uhtred with two slams oh Uhtred, you have uh, extra armor because Thalias is next to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus two shield I'm also going to use an Arcana point to bump up my AC. Okay. That's a 40 to hit. That misses. Fuck yes! Damn! No way. <laughs> Probably takes out a mirror, though. It does. And that right. was only because of the additional bump from Thalias. Good old Thalias. Nice. I, I sent him into his death for some reason. So Uhtred spends that uh, arcana point and, like, gives himself super armor, but this slam comes, like, careening down, and uh, it's totally going to hit Uhtred, and Thalias, like, uh, he just, like, looks over and just gives, like, a mighty punch uh, perpendicular to this thing's slam, and it redirects it at the last second. Thanks, old friend. And a second slam. Uh, 41 to hit. That matches. So he gets... That but is also a critical threat. Is your haste toggled on? I do on? have six... Yeah, Damn. I do have six meters. Oh, okay. We'll, couldn't, we'll deal with that first. I'll roll a d8, ignore the 8, and one is Uhtred. Six. Nice. Uh, Alright, uh... So that's two slams, uh... But it can... It is now going to take some ballista shots. Uh, and... That will technically uh, provoke from Elksy and Uhtred. And? Does the Slyas have 10 feet of reach? Oh, yeah, no. It's a 30 to hit. 30 will hit. 7 slashing damage. So okay. Not, no no damage. Nothing. So nada. All right, Elksy uh, still has power attack turned on. I think that's another 27. That's going to miss. Even with his right. minus five to AC from going into Riptide. Oh, damn. I forgot about that. It totally hits. Thank you, Matt. I don't think Elksy's getting past his DR very much. but Oh, Elksy is going to max roll for 22. Oh, Elksy. That's 12 damage. It's still moving, though. And it's going to level uh, four ballista shots at Teoblith. Oh, no. Don't you have to reload ballistas? Yeah, I, I was oh, going to say, as, as a ballista, it wouldn't, yeah. Yeah, this thing, uh, I'm I'm going to assume it's just got more than one ballista uh, on it. Otherwise, yeah, it wouldn't be able to. It's listed in the uh, stat block that it just gets four. Four what? Four ballista attacks. Oh. Before it has to reload or before it switches to its other ballista? It just lists... <laughs> 
four attacks right at minus minus five penalties going down uh so first attack is a natural 20 lovely uh let's do concealment first because teobleth is invisible yep 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 uh, i want highs highs is a miss highs, highs is a miss 44 motherfucker all right here's to confirm Oh, 19. That does not confirm. All right. A 25 to hit. That does not hit. An 11 to hit. No. And a 9 to hit. No. So, all told, that could have been much worse. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> those, those bonuses get very tiny towards the end. You take 17 points of damage from the Ballista Bolt. All right, so five of that to my ablative barrier and 12 to me. Yep. And Uhtred, it is your turn again. I'm going to uh, cast a defensively a displacement on myself. All right. Which is, uh, what, I need a 21 for that. All right, just don't roll a three or lower. All right, perfect, 33. All right, now just for uh, to reiterate for... Uh, concentration checks if you were to fail that it would not provoke it would just lose the spell would the spell, fail yeah. to cast and you'd lose it yeah yeah um and then i'll do that part of a full round to attack all right it's gonna be a 25 to hit 25 will hit nice eight slashing damage better watch all out right. all this damage i'm not dealing <laughs> <laughs> and then uh under a tw- an 18 to hit, which I don't think. Yeah, that's a miss. Oh, but I'm hasted. You are. It's hasted, 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 Oh, no. Hasted. Uh-oh. Natural one. Uh, 30 to confirm. All right, 30, don't confirm. And, and... yeah, that's all I got. All right, Diabloth. Okay. Uh, worked pretty well last time, so we're going to full attack with the... Bane Longbow, Deadly Aimed. Okay. Oh, I like those numbers. That's a 29 to hit. <laughs> 29 hits. Okay. Ho. Ho. So the, ho. the first arrow is 19 and 12 is 31. So 21 after DR. The second arrow is 28. So 18 after DR. With that multi-shot, Teoblith destroys the abandoned armory. Fuck yeah. Like no health. Damn. And I mean, you guys really laid into it. Having two rounds of prep is pretty yeah. tight. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> and the magic previously holding all of these armaments together uh, is released and everything just falls to the ground and like, it's like a mini avalanche and it just like spools out and Elksy, Uhtred, and Thalias need to actually like back up or get consumed by this uh, this wave of broken metal bits. And the last thing to fall from it is this big wooden treasure chest, and it just topples down the slope of armaments and lands right side up yeah. in the street. That'll teach him oh. throwing treasure at us to fight. <laughs> Now let's see what this sentient pile of treasure was hiding. 
I really was like when when Alex first mentioned like oh yeah you hear this thing like rumbling down the street towards you like okay we'll just hide and let it pass and then it's like oh it's a pile of magic weapons and a treasure chest bearing a seal of the shiny crusade like well now we have to kill it (laughs) (laughs) you gotta know your audience (laughs) all right uh taking a look at the contents of this chest uh it looks like it may have been like a a payroll chest for some outfit uh in the shining crusade at one point uh you count a total of 2892 gold pieces a sturdy wax sealed jar containing 5000 gold pieces worth of diamond dust oh hey six potions of diamond dust that's the shit we use right Hell yeah. Awesome. Six potions of Cure Serious Wounds. We don't use those. Two potions of Remove Curse. And a single Fire Elemental Gem. Huh. And any any notable magical weapons among the horde that it was constructed of? So, majority of the stuff that spilled out all over the street is just useless broken armaments like pots and pans <laughs> red armors <laughs> yeah mo- mostly cooking equipment <laughs> um but uh sifting through the junk you are able to find uh a wow uh this is all random but that's kind of uh, right off the bat pretty appropriate a potion of hide from undead okay a potion of enlarged person. Oh, yeah. A magic oil of grease, which just sounds redundant. <laughs> Let's get greasy. You find a magical ring. It is a ring of arcane signets. So, that's fun. Uh, more stuff. You find a an arcane scroll of mage armor. You find a wand of fireball. Oh. With, uh, looks like a full wand, actually. Caster level fifth. Uh, you find a cloak of resistance plus one, and you find a plus one flaming planar short bow. What does planar add to a weapon? A planar weapon is effective against all types of extra dimensional beings able to pierce their resistance to physical harm. When used to attack outsiders, a planar weapon ignores five points of their damage reduction. And uh, yeah, that is all of the useful things that you find. That's some pretty cool stuff. Hell yeah. All right, uh, so what do you guys do now? I'm going to use a pearl to re-prepare my mirror images and my displacement. How many how many pearls do you have left today, just out of curiosity? <laughs> I'll tell you. I'm going to hit myself with a cure light wounds. I have one left of each level. One, one uh, first, one second, one third. I would like to um, perception to make sure that that wasn't like the starter, the the first serving of pain. Make sure it doesn't have a second form. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, just be- generally perceive threats in the area. Yeah, go for it. Okay. All right, and we each get seven hundred and twenty-three gold just in the pure coinage that we just found. Is that including Elsie? No. Wow. Okay. <laughs> She's got a benefactor. Rich Uncle Thelias bags. Yeah, Tiablet doesn't know that. All right, uh, so we did some healing. Uh, everybody who wanted to get healed, get healed. 
I hit myself with the cure light, unless uh, our genus wants one. He's the only other person to get hit. Yeah, I wouldn't mind yeah. uh, cure light. Once. Thank God, because this thing hits like a fucking truck. Yep, mirror images does work. <laughs> Who's hitting me for the cure light? Oh, you want that cure light? Yeah, I'll take the cure light. Yeah, I'll hit you with the cure light. So, what do you guys do now? Uh, Time you got healed for been, ten, by the way. You guys have been traveling for. Uh, quite a while you have you still have a little bit of time left to do some more traveling but it's starting to get late sorry there's probably no dangers here at night we should definitely keep moving and we should then we can once it gets late enough you know we could find a uh, a building to hole up in for the night i'm down with that yeah i don't think we really have any other option especially with how how hard these buildings seem to be to get in and out of, like. <laughs> oh yeah. So, let's see here. Talk amongst yourselves, or don't. I don't really care. So, Utrid, I got a question for you. What's that? Well, you know, we already uh, we already took down Gustari, who came up came looking for <laughs> looking for a Rasni. How long you think before Geb realizes? Gustari ain't coming back and decides to send somebody else. And once they send somebody else, how long you think it'll take him to get here? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, Geb's a ways away, but who knows what the means of transportation they have. I mean, they can't teleport here because of the witch gates. But I mean, how many days are we from the river? About a week, I, w- I would figure, walking, so if flight's on the table, I would, I'd say we have a couple days at least. Well, that's good. That should give us enough time to to do what we came here to do, right? Yeah. I mean, they may not even send anyone back here. Razni's not with us. Surely they were just following any leads that they've had. Aye. It's still an unfollowed lead, though. This is true. Geb never struck me as the type to leave a loose ends untied. A once man like that doesn't. Either way, we're only going to end up further into Gallowspire, and if we do what we are set here to do, we'll be able to teleport out. Although, I say that, and I don't think any of us have teleport. That was going to be my next question. Do you have a means of teleporting away? Well, no, actually. Guess we didn't think the plan through that far. Uh, so it wasn't anticipating potential death knights tracking us, so regardless, I don't see any uh, anything we can do about it. We're certainly not going to... I mean, if those are Arasni's lungs, it's not like we can just leave it here. You're damn right. To be honest with you, I think I'm still far more concerned about what lies inside that mountain. I must say, I'm excited to, to take a peek myself. Place has been sealed up for over nine hundred years. We could be the first living souls to to see inside the whispering tyrant's lair for nearly a millennium. I guess so. Though I would not say I was excited. I'll just look at it as an academic endeavor for now. Unfortunately, I'm not stirred in the same manner from the intellectual pursuit as you are. Oh, surely you must be. I'm. I mean, I'm well studied in in knowledge among different planes and 
magics, and I do some dabbling with religion and history, but you seem to have much more... You seem to have much more general knowledge on several more topics that I'm lacking in education, we'll say. That may be so, but my knowledge wasn't born from enjoyment. Fortunately, most of it has been born through the tragedy of what we've been dealing with. So while you may be excited and pursue knowledge and intellect for a few centuries now, I do not share such a luxury. Alright, why don't you guys give me perception checks? This is why you wanted us to talk amongst ourselves. Get us all distracted, yeah? <laughs> like Tia oh, yeah. can barely concentrate. Yes! I've redeemed myself! <laughs> From natural 1 to natural 20. Hell yeah. Still only at 25. I also got a 25. Yeah, that, I was waiting for someone to take the wind out of my sails. Yeah, he did that on a four. <laughs> right on time, too. Yeah. <laughs> a 22. I wasn't going to say it. I was going to let it stand, but... Elksy got a 33. Taking the wind out of all y'all's sails. All right. Uh, so you guys have been walking for another couple hours, uh, continuing to wind your way through Adarak and the jungle therein. And uh, now I, I mentioned that the buildings are still present in this city, uh, but in truth, uh, it's uh, closer to uh, the destroyed Roslar's coffer than uh, like a proper city. A lot of these buildings have, are in disrepair, if not outright collapsed. Uh, in many cases, uh, perhaps the the fortification of plant growth is the only thing keeping some of these buildings standing. Uh, but as the, uh, time wears on, you're keeping your eyes peeled for a decent place to, uh, to hold up for the night. And uh, you spot a pretty decent candidate in uh, a squat tower uh, that is uh, miraculously still standing. Uh, but as you get closer to it, you do notice that there is a warm, uh, glowing light issuing from the opening in the wall where the door used to be. Uh, is a flickering light, uh, much like that made from a campfire. What do you do? Uh, cast... Greater invisibility on myself and sneak up to take a peek. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I guess. Uh, should I assume you don't share your? Uh, well, your no course of action with the group. No, sorry, we know no. Who this I guy will. Is. <laughs> <laughs> I will share my my yeah my course of action. Just uh, just tell them. I, I just, feel like I have to ask. No, no, that is a fair question at this point. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when we yeah, when when we notice the uh the flicker of firelight coming from inside the building, I'll uh just kinda motion for everyone to stop and just be like, Alright, uh wait here, I'm gonna go take a peek and see uh see what's going on in there. Oh, actually, I'm not gonna use greater invisibility. I'm gonna use Arcane Eye. Ooh. Oh. What's that do? How many dragons will it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Will it lure to you? 
Nope. Arcane Eye. You create a an invisible magical sensor that sends you visual information. You can create the arcane eye at any point you can see, but it can then travel outside your line of sight without hindrance. Travels 30 feet per round if viewing an area ahead as a human would, or 10 feet per round if examining the ceiling or walls or something like that. It sees exactly as you would see if you were there. The eye can travel in any direction as long as the spell lasts. Solid barriers block its passage, but it can pass through a hole or space as small as one inch in diameter. Can't enter another plane of existence even through a gate or similar portal. And I must concentrate to use it. It doesn't go away if I stop concentrating, but it you know becomes inert until I concentrate on it again. I will. Okay. I will uh, join you in that effort. All right. Uh, also, oh, having an eye party. Also, apparently, it has a casting time of ten minutes. So we're gonna. Oh damn! Camp out a little bit while I perform this ritual. I guess. All right. Uh, Uhtred, Randolph, you guys doing anything while uh, Teobleth and Arginus? are casting their spells. Nothing worthwhile, as usual. I'll keen my scimitar <laughs> with the sheath and then activate my ring of invisibility. Okay. So, ten minutes pass, and Teobleth and Arginus's arcane eye spells go off. And you direct them inside the tower? Yeah. Um... If there are any, like, cracks in the wall anywhere, I would send it through that rather than straight through the open doorway. Yeah, so you... Uh, there's there's certainly uh, cracks and other gaps that the eye the eyes can uh, navigate through. You go in and the tower... There's not much left inside the tower, uh, but it is about uh, 50 feet across the stairs... Uh, seem to have uh, collapsed going going up to uh, the top of the tower uh, and the you don't see any creatures in there but the firelight strangely is coming from uh, what looks like an ordinary campfire but it is like perched horizontally on the inside wall of the tower there are actually uh Three. What are they? Sets of campfires. 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 And they're just like... It's like someone took a campfire in, like, The Sims and just, like, shift-clicked, moved it up onto the wall and stuck it there. And otherwise, the fires are just crackling merrily. Um, could I do, like, a spellcraft or an arcana to um, figure out, like how or why it's just campfires sitting on the wall like what effect would cause uh, that knowledge arcana check yeah we don't ask questions about the wall campfires (laughs) that's a 37 damn okay so you have heard of uh, a strange beast called a fursifer that Makes me feel like the Swedish chef every time I say it. First of all, that guy rules. <laughs> uh, standing as tall as a house and draped in intoxicating blossoms, the first of is a bizarre synthesis of reptile and plant, born from enormous surges of positive energy. 
Despite their inviting, vibrant hides, first furs are ravenous predators capable of warping the world around them into almost any placid scene and concealing themselves from ordinary senses. Uh, so, you have rolled high enough to identify what's going on in here as that uh, illusory effect. Uh, so I will open with that. A first fur is blessed with strange powers of illusion and can warp the world around it at will to seem idyllic and safe. This functions as a mirage arcana spell, though the first fur's simplistic in intellect means it may create unusual or surreal illusions based on what its victims find appealing. In this case, campfires, but they are in, at impossible locations. Uh, creatures in the affected area may recognize the landscape as unnatural with a successful will save. Otherwise, the first fur's powers lull them into accepting the impossible. Affected creatures cannot recognize any natural hazards in the area, and the first fur itself appears as something harmless within the affected area, such as a flower-covered hill, quaint home, or friendly animal, making it effectively invisible. If the first fur attacks, it immediately breaks the invisibility effect but does not end the Mirage Arcana effect. Creatures immune to illusions and mind-affecting effects are immune to this effect. Uh, so, let me see. You got a th 37. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, uh, so, beyond that, you can ask two additional questions about a Fursifer. Okay. Um, so, first off, I'm just trying to turn my head. Like, so, the this the building itself is like the Mirage Arcana set up by the Fursifer and it's hiding nearby, or is it the tower? Uh, it is not the tower. It's it's a, it's a huge-sized creature, but it, uh, the tower is uh, larger still. Um, either the tower doesn't exist altogether, or more likely the Fursifer is using the tower or perhaps... Perhaps the tower is only even like partially uh, still standing, and the first first's illusion ability is giving you the impression that it is otherwise a safe and fully uh, intact tower, complete with warm, inviting firelight. Okay. Uh, but but what you know for sure is that the first fur is likely nearby, if not inside the tower, and otherwise imperceptible okay so i would like to know um any yeah, any dr they do not have dr and give me a cool offensive ability oh you know that they enjoy uh swallowing their prey whole okay so they are big they're huge sized okay is there anything in the tower that we can see with our arcane eyes that would be big enough to be hiding this thing? Look. Look with your arcane eyes. Worshipper! <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that you can see in the tower that could be the Fursifer is the, like, the landing of stairs at the the far the far end of the base of the tower uh, and the, like the stairs are crumbled and useless beyond the landing but 
the landing itself seems to be intact, and the first fur could be disguising itself as the landing. Okay. But that's like the only thing in the building that would be large enough to hide the first fur. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I'll uh, tap our genus on the shoulder and break the concentration from the arcane eye. Okay. Um, okay. Well, yeah, that that was too good to be true. Um, you guys ever heard of something called a farsifer? No. Uh, anybody who wants to can give me a knowledge arcana check. Uh, 11. Got a 16 originally. All right. Our genus and Randolph have not heard of a farsifer, but Uhtred has, and he can ask two questions about them. Any defensive abilities related to energies? Uh, you know about its weakness. It has vulnerability to cold damage. It's a huge creature, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, give me another offensive ability. You know about its uh, tongue attack. can grab a, f- grab a foe with its tongue and draw the victim to its mouth. The tongue has a reach of 25 feet. The attack deals no damage, but allows the first fur to grab its target. doesn't gain the grappled condition while using its tongue in this manner. Well, that's terrifying. Just looking around outside, is there anything, like, near the tower or, like, within sight that looks like it would be appropriately sized to hide a Fursifer? I mean, there are... There are still buildings around you. Uh, like you're still walking through streets, leaving the area of the tower uh, and the number of hiding places the Fursifer could be employing. Uh, it's like it's almost uh, too many to count. Like, for all you know, this entire stretch of buildings could be part of its illusion. All right. Well, then I have an idea. Tiablith is going to use an echolocation and a mind over gravity to fly around echolocating to see what doesn't match visually to what I'm getting from my echolocation. That's fun. That's a good idea. Give me a perception check. I can do that. 31. Based on your echolocation, the street around you is real. The tower in front of you is also real, but uh, you do notice with your echolocation that it is much less intact than it visually appears. Uh, The entire top half of it is actually uh, missing, so it is completely exposed to the elements from from above. Okay, but uh, nothing... uh... Nothing that would detect as a creature that is outside the tower? Correct. All right. So I'll fly back to the group and give them a heads up. Pretty sure the creature is not outside the tower. And there's only one... one, (laughs) There's only one thing in the tower that's big enough to be the creature. What do you think we should do? Well, I'm not particularly fond of leaving an ambush predator behind me while we move on, so I say we take it down while we have the element of surprise. We thought we had that with the abandoned armory. Yeah, now I think we have it again. That turned out fine. 
Randolph lets out an audible ugh, groan. Uh, Look, it's not ideal, but nothing's ideal here. Uh, oh, very well. He's uh, probably right. Best to fight the devil known than the devil unknown. I need to do a pause real quick. I want everybody to give me survival checks versus the iridescent sap of the Gallo Gardens. Friggin' sap, dude. We're surviving against sap. That sap, though. Oh, 30. About time I get a survival check. Let me anchor you down a little bit with a 5. And I'll follow <laughs> that up with an 11. And I'll... 7. That's right. I'm the one that was scouting, so it's probably good that I'm not glowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys could have cleaned it off while uh, Arginus and I were casting that spell. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Elksy got a 23. Uh, so both and Elksy managed to avoid getting it on them, but everybody else got the sap on them. But uh, yeah, while Teoblith and Arginus were casting their arcane eye spells, you guys could have been just cleaning that sap off of yourselves. Um, and then I need everybody to give me fortitude saves. Yeah. 17. Oh, that wanted to be a 2, but it was a 12. 34. Uh, I'm a 34. You're a 30. 30. <laughs> a natural 24, 26. Nice. Wow. You guys all passed. Woo. However, this is versus the Gallo Garden Miasma. It's a poisonous pollen that you guys have been just breathing in ever since you got into the Gallo Gardens. You made your fortitude saves versus it yesterday as well. Our genus failed, and the onset has ended. So I need our genus to give me another fortitude save. A 16? 16 passes. Oh, wow. Ooh. This is a poison, uh, and kind of breaking the mold of poisons. It's uh, It ticks once per day uh, for three days, and you need to make two consecutive saves to fight it off. So our genus will need to make another save tomorrow, in addition to the saves you'll be making for traveling through it. Um, and then... Our genus needs to give me another fortitude save. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> On par. Nine. Okay. Remember when you guys fought that Luko Damon? No. Well, uh, it hit our genus with one of its arrows, and our genus failed its fortitude save and contracted bubonic plague. Oh, come Wait, on. I thought this was taken care of. I healed it from Thalias, and I tried to heal it off of Elxie. Yep. Wait, what? Uh, I mean, no, wait, when? Those are two different encounters. Yeah, these, yeah. Uh, if I Axel's recall, there was... like three episodes, four episodes. Yeah, now. right. I think your, the ability damage that it dealt initially got taken care of, but you still have the disease. No. So, here's, here's the hang-up. Uh... It looks like it has an onset of immediate when contracted from the daughter of Ergothoa. It has an onset of 24 hours when contracted normally. So it hasn't ticked yet for our genus, but as you guys have traveled, uh, we have now passed the 24-hour threshold. Uh, so, so our genus 
Give me one final fortitude save. Twelve. Okay, so you take one charisma damage, you take three con damage, and one con drain, and you're fatigued. Oh my god. That's a lot of HP. Alright, so three... Yeah, so that's effectively minus 12 hit points, or minus 24 hit points. That would have been the most recent uh, development, uh, since that was like your last encounter for the day, and you guys are wrapping up your day here too. Uh, but the, the pollen would have been earlier in the day, and then the uh, our genuses save against it, and then the finally the bubonic plague. Uh, as the day closes to an end, our genus went from just feeling generally icky all day, uh, probably didn't think much of it considering where he was, uh, but it is now like full on, uh, feels like death. But yeah, what do you guys do? He's probably what fine. Plan? Just walk it off. Uh, Randolph, do you have any more of that uh, restorative magic for our genus? Oh, why, yes, I do. I slap my wand against my hand and realize that it's not a wand, it's a spell. So I take out my spells. I think you guys do have a wand of lesser restoration. Well, I'm using my spell. Lesser right. restoration, go! So three con, congratulations. Alright, right. so that effectively uh, removes all of the negative hit points that our genus just found himself with. Yep, yep. And then can we uh, remove disease here? I'm I will attempt it in a little while, like when we're ready for bed. Because if I it, actually no, I I can give you a remove disease. I'll, I'll give it a shot. It's a caster level check. It it was a different uh, spell school than I thought it was. For some reason, I thought it was divination, and I wanted to make sure I still had a point left in that. But conjuration resonant power doesn't matter. So caster level check. Ugh, it's a fifteen. Yeah, that fails. And uh, just don't forget, you are also fatigued. It's minus two strength, minus two dex. All right. So are you ready to take this thing down? Uh, oh, I suppose. Uh, I'm ready. All right. Well, should we prepare out here? Uh, going yeah. charging. Well, uh, on that note, I do have. And you have a, a dimension door I could use to, you know, pop us right in the middle of that, really surprise it. Well, if this thing is an ambush predator, uh, it might be better to just waltz in and it would think that we're not aware of it unless it can somehow, uh, somehow knows everything that we've said out here. Uh, but I mean, what, what if I if just it wants to, fireball? I, well... Uh, yes, I, uh, that would also be a plan. Uh, but if if we wanted to get the drop on it, I think I don't know. I th- I think maybe saving uh, an escape route would be better than uh, using it to uh, expedite our way in. That's a fair point. Not just a stupid deer. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna cast haste. Yeah, if we're gonna walk in pretending to be like. Oh, this is great. We don't realize what's going on. I'm going to... Even though Look at that fireplace up on the wall where yeah. it should be. <laughs> uh, what type of creature is the Fursifer? Magical beast. Swedish chef. Okay. 
So I'm going to... I'm going kind of all out here. I will give myself and Randolph and Uhtred uh, Bane Magical Beasts. And I will give myself and Randolph Magical Beast Defiant Armor. Hell yeah. Probably running low on mental focus. Uh, I am getting low. I have plenty of the abjuration left, but I am almost out of the transmutation. Okay. And I'm going to cast a greater invisibility on myself. Yo, we're all getting prepped, right? We're like, we're about to go in. Yeah. I'll make myself invisible. Okay. You could also use the bead of blessing. Um, That's true. That's kind of lame. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guys, make a good, pl- good plea. <laughs> all right. Is there, all right. Is everybody, has everybody made the all the preparations they want? Yeah, let's get pepperonied. Uh, last thing, I'm going to cast shield on myself before we go in. But yeah, I'm ready. All right. Let's fucking do it next week. I fucking knew you were going to On the that. Inspired Incompetence Podcast. I fucking knew it. <laughs> See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.